This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 9th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has made big moves in both public K-12 and higher ed institutions, banning some curriculum, firing the head of a university, and otherwise attempting a crackdown on so-called woke education. He's drawn comparisons to authoritarian leaders in Europe seizing more direct control of universities. Cato's Neil McCluskey argues this is the nature of having institutions owned by the public. At some point, those institutions will be directed by the political purposes of the government itself. Before we started recording, you you sort of characterized this as uh, in Florida, Ron DeSantis attempting to, in a sense, rein in uh, the folks who've had the run of the place with regard to public educational institutions in the state of Florida. Uh, but, you know, to the extent that these institutions aren't going anywhere, uh, and I think there's good reason to believe that they're not going anywhere, uh, how do you evaluate what he has done? That is to say, banning certain curriculum from uh, K-12 uh, classrooms and wholesale just replacing the president of at least one university. So ideally, well, let me give the real ideal. The real ideal is that government doesn't run schools. Um, so you have a, a shared root problem in K through 12 education and higher education, uh, in that government establishes and runs K through 12 schools and government establishes and can run public colleges and universities. Historically, we've had a bit of a difference. There typically hasn't been a major argument saying, that the public working through their elected officials should not have influence and really control over what happens in K through 12 schools. Uh, it's been a local model, so you'd say it's been decentralized. And typically people say, look, so the community that these schools serve, the school district, the people who live here should be able to vote for school board members and then voice their uh, opinions at school board meetings. And that's how the school should be controlled. There's certainly been efforts in the state to say, okay, we're going to take control of a lot of how things happen, especially we're going to require standardized tests and things like that. The federal government actually drove a lot of that. But there hasn't been a questioning too closely that K-12 through schools should be controlled by a government entity, typically a school board. Public college and universities have been different. There's been a tendency to leave them alone. I think in part that's because they educate adults, not kids. They're not supposed to necessarily be instilling values the way people think K through 12 schools are supposed to. And they've always been supposed to have been more of a kind of free for all. I mean, if you go way back, very few people attended them. And once we had more attend people attending, they were supposed to be kind of a grab bag. You know, you could get liberal arts education if you wanted. You could get specific skills. You know, you want to get an MBA, you can get an MBA. They've been like a shopping mall. Um, and so, and, and then we have this tradition of academic freedom, the idea that, well, professors' jobs, teaching is one of them, but it's also to research new ideas, to discuss new ideas, and to push uh, the envelope on what humanity knows and can do and how we look at things. And so we've had a, a reasonable argument that says, look, we've got to leave people alone to do that thing. We don't want politics and politicians deciding, well, this line of inquiry is not okay. But the problem is we've continued to make the public pay for these institutions. And in particular, conservatives over the, well, really the last few decades, but reaching ahead, I think, in the last few years, 
have sort of gotten fed up with higher education and not without some reason. If you look at polling of professors, especially the ones who do the things that impact you most directly that you could see, like the political science professors and the sociologists and the people who are always saying what government should do, they are overwhelmingly liberal. They're overwhelmingly on the left. And you see conservatives now saying, you know, the way the a government institution is supposed to work is government is in control. And in Florida, the governor is saying, you know what, I'm going to take control. I'm going to end diversity, equity, and inclusion statements. I'm going to set up a college that works on sort of a conservative basis, you know, that's going to look like Hillsdale College and teach great books and things like that. So he's exercising authority that government was always supposed to have, but we've kind of left it alone because conservatives, again, with a, not without reason, have said this has become an institution that is hostile to us, that's unfair to us, and it's supposed to be working for us, and we're not going to put up with it anymore. That I mean, that's, that's one view. I, I think the other view is that this is a, an attempt to bend public institutions to the will of conservatives and teach conservative things. Yeah. And there is the flip side of it. So when you have government in control of an educational institution, we shouldn't be shocked when people of different political orientations say, you know what, we're now going to make this do what we want it to do. And the problem is you give them a total <laughs> right to try and do that by saying you must pay taxes for this institution. It is supposed to be run by government. Now, they should actually have boards of trustees and things like that, but those are typically appointed by people in government or often are appointed. If it's a public institution, it's supposed to have public control. But we absolutely don't want whoever can accumulate the most political power deciding what professors will teach, how schools are run. That's why we need to do the same thing in higher ed that we do in K-12, through but we've done it to a much greater extent in higher ed, we should be decoupling the funding of higher education from the provision. There shouldn't be public colleges and universities. At the very least, they, they exist. We can't just get rid of them. But we should more explicitly connect all funding to students and let students take that those dollars to the schools they think are right. Or people who want research will pay specific institutions for that research not have something where, well, yes, these are government controlled because it is. I mean, it's hard not to sympathize with conservatives that this whole institution seems to be against them, but it's no better to have an institution that entirely works for them. So how fair do you think the comparisons between uh, Ron DeSantis and Viktor Orban in Hungary are? I mean, he's seized control of, of universities there, public institutions uh, there. I'll say I'm not an expert on Viktor Orban, so I don't want to I don't want to draw too many bright lines because I don't know enough about Viktor Orban. But the, as I understand it, the concern there is you have one person who's sort of making rules in favor of you know conservative people. Ron DeSantis does sort of exercise a lot of power. He certainly has a powerful bully pulpit, but it's worth remembering that Republicans control the legislature in Florida, too, and I think pretty handily. So he is probably reflecting, I would guess, what a majority of Floridians want. So it's not quite the same as you've got a place, you know, like Hungary that was a, you know, former Soviet bloc 
or Eastern Bloc country where you have lots of concerns about dictatorship doesn't mean that, that I find what DeSantis doing to be the way we should go. I especially don't like bullying private companies and things like that. But when you talk about a public institution, the public is supposed to be in charge of that thing. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the best way to do it. I would much prefer a university have people freely making decisions about what they want to study, how they study, what conclusions they reach. But there is also, I think, a very real problem of the people then in those institutions keep out people who have different views. And that's no better for the public, I think, than if we have the legislature working maybe through a very you know, expressive governor trying to impose other views. This is a, it's inescapable when you take institutions out of free society and you hand them to government. Florida is among the leaders in school choice, uh, in sort of extending the range of options to parents when they, when they make choices about where their kids go to school. One concern that I have based upon having seen what's unfolded in K-12 and, and higher ed in Florida is the extent to which at some point the people who are so animated by uh, concerns about, let's say, CRT or uh, any number of other curriculum decisions that might be made in schools, extending the, that critique to the schools that the state uh, is directly funding through the decisions of parents and trying to exert state will over how parents use the educational funds that they should be that they should have the broadest possible range of making decisions about whether or not that will at some point be uh, the next push uh, by groups that want to uh, you know bend the curve when it comes to how children are educated, what they are learning in schools, even when it is uh, nominally or should be directed by those young people's parents? Well, so that is a very real concern. I have that concern. I can say that typically we haven't seen most efforts to curb CRT or, you know, what they call gender ideology or any of these other hot button things. There haven't been a lot of efforts to curb those in private schools including in private schools that are part of choice programs. Typically, it appears to me that the people who are very angry about CRT and want it banned in something like private, uh, in public schools tend to leave private schools alone. The reason I'm concerned is we do certainly see conservatives who are, are pushing the idea that, well, private schools are no better when it comes to being, quote unquote, woke than public schools. Um, they typically are looking only at the sort of very expensive, highly elite um, prep schools like Andover, Exeter, places like that, when they say that, they're not looking at the full scope of uh, private schooling, which is much more grounded in small religious institutions that don't cost very much. But I do think that's a concern because a lot of people were, will tend to say, well, nobody should learn or be exposed to things I don't like. And it is also the case in Florida that there have been some efforts to say, well, look, if we find some book indecent or obscene, certainly we don't want it in public school libraries. We certainly don't want it in public school classes, but we don't actually want kids to be able to access it at all. So they, we have actually seen, actually in Virginia, I think it was, there was a bill put out that said, look, it should be illegal for Barnes & Noble to sell uh, some of these books other than, you know, behind a, a 
case and a, and a brown wrapper and things like that. So there are always going to be people who want to say nobody should be able to make these decisions. And we know they're out there and we know there are people saying, well, private schools and school choice are no better if we want to defeat woke stuff. But we just haven't seen a major effort to prohibit what private schools do. I think because many of the people who are mad at about CRT and other issues also recognize that they want school choice and it's bad for school choice at the very least to say, yeah, you should be able to choose schools, but not that do the things that we decide we don't like. But it could very well be coming. What is the best protection against that? I mean, or I should say, what gives you hope that that kind of, you know, when, when you when you gather up an angry mob aimed at some thing, uh, you shouldn't expect them necessarily to disperse when you've achieved that thing. Yes. So I think we will always have some people who will say, well, you should not be allowed to choose X, Y, or Z. And we have that with a without any school choice programs. We have people saying, well, just teaching one thing or another just shouldn't be acceptable for anyone. But we can look, especially outside of the United States. You look at many European countries. You can look at Canada. Uh, you can look at most you know, equivalent countries in the United States, and they have education systems that are much more based in choice, where you can choose a, a Protestant school, a Catholic school, a non-sectarian school. In the Netherlands, you can choose just about any school. If it doesn't exist where you live, the government will pay for you to be able to have that school. And the basis for that was people who were tired of fighting over what happens in education, especially religion. And we tend to see, or tended to see in in those countries, the religious conflicts die down. Uh, so we have real world examples where we've decentralized education. We've made it so that schools have autonomy and parents have the ability to choose among different schools. And that appears to have turned the heat down on these sorts of debates and appeared to have made it less likely for people to say, well, okay, nobody should be able to learn what I don't want them to learn. It's not perfect. You know, a place like the Netherlands has had new questions about, well, do we allow people to choose Islamic schools or, or, or you know, debates like that? You know, what do you teach about um, gender identity and those sorts of issues? But overall, the tendency has been to, to leave people alone once they've been given choice. So I expect we'll always have some people who say you should not be able to choose that. But once we base education and choice, we turn the temperature way down, we turn the stakes down, and there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of impetus to start taking control back over how kids are educated. Neil McCluskey directs the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 